0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Blush Podcast. I'm Tiffany and I'm here with Hiva. Hiva, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are y'all? I'm actually in so much fucking pain. No, what happened? Do you see that on my neck? Yeah, what happened? I woke up this morning and I was lying in bed and I coughed. I just coughed and I like broke my neck essentially. (laughs) I don't know what I did. I like pulled it by coughing while lying down. I have all these patches on my neck right now and it hurts so much. I guess I just pulled my neck. I don't know. Have you ever pulled your neck or or back or fucked it up before? We all have, right? Yeah, constantly, like every day. So it reminded me of this one time, you know, that saying like, oh, I, I hit it so good. Like I blew out her back, you know, when guys say (laughs) that. Yes. One time during sex, I blew out my back and <laughs> you can guess what position I was in. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? Is it? I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> they
1: probably changed sex since I last had it. So I don't know. What are the positions these days? I would say I was in a form of
0: like doggy
1: position oh uh, right okay but like your head was down
0: yeah I was standing like I wasn't on my knees uh, uh oh I blew out my back it was right in the fucking middle of having sex it was with my boyfriend and immediately like I scream because I feel it happen and I go oh my god stop like pull out like this <laughs> is not good like pull out pull out and he's like what happened are you okay and I was like My back is like fucked up. Like you just broke my back. And he was like, oh, shit, okay. And I was like, no, 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 this is not sexy. Like, I'm in pain. Like, we need to do something right now. And I can't move. I'm butt naked. So I'm like, get some Icy Hot, like, right now. Like, I need something on this to help. So he runs and gets some Icy Hot. And it's my back, so he's rubbing it on for me. And, you know, we were in the middle of having sex, in all fairness. So he's, like, rubbing the Icy Hot on my lower back, We start hooking up again, and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, 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 stop. Stop right now. I know exactly where this is going. Oh, my God. I was like, my vagina is ice cold. Like... (laughs) My vagina, like, took a trip to the fucking North Pole. Shout out. It's Christmas Eve, so a little Christmas reference. I was like, I think you got icy hot in my vagina. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you forgot that you had icy hot all over your hands. And we started hooking up again. And I start wiping myself, like, frantically. Because it's, like, like literally like a pack of ice is inside of me. And... It's too late. Like, it's absorbed in. Like, it's fully inside of me. And as we all know, once it's icy, it gets fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> and in about 2.5 seconds, it felt like my vagina was on fire. <laughs> I have never felt anything <laughs> so horrific in my life. My vagina was Burning. There was nothing I could do. I just had to fucking ride it out. It's the worst feeling. I do not recommend fucking around with Icy Hot or, like, any of these bombs and touching yourself.
1: Honestly, maybe, like, let's just stop putting weird shit in our vaginas. I think that that's
0: (laughs) the moral of this podcast, really. God forbid we open any episode... Without a vagina story. It's like Hiva will text me like, what should we start the episode with? And and I'm like, I have a story. And of course, it's about my fucking vagina.
1: Every fucking week. This is basically
0: the Hiva and Tiffany Vagina Chronicles. Welcome, guys. Welcome to another episode of our vagina. But no, in honor of Christmas Eve, we're actually answering your questions. We did it for Thanksgiving and we had so much fun. We don't know if our advice helped you at all, but we had a good time giving out advice. So we thought we'd do it again. Should we start with the first question? Yes. Okay, so first question. And this is actually... from a guy he wrote in and said how do I tell my boyfriend I don't want to be in an open relationship anymore I don't think it matters that it's from a guy but I just wanted to say that just to you know that it is a yeah it is from a guy I mean just start fucking other people right like that's the first thing that came
1: no he doesn't want to be in an open relationship yeah
0: because I'm assuming that he's hooking up with uh, the boyfriend and this is a lot of assumptions I'm assuming the boyfriend's hooking up with other people and he isn't.
1: Well, I think whether they are, uh, whether he is or he isn't, doesn't matter. But the boyfriend probably is and he doesn't want him to anymore.
0: See, that's why I think if you give him that treatment... This is a fucked up way of doing I disagree. I, okay, I wildly
1: <laughs> disagree for the record. I wholeheartedly, <laughs> extremely, strongly disagree with what Tiffany's saying.
0: Mine's the fun way. Now let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> just get gang banged and he won't want to do it anymore just have a train ran on (laughs) you just run a fucking orgy in the apartment and have a walk in on it Yeah, be like you don't you don't you want to be in an open relationship I'm opening up my dick to everyone on our block yeah I mean you probably shouldn't do that for a lot of different reasons but what do you think he should do
1: okay well first off I would imagine that he probably has been open himself too, but whether he has or he hasn't, I think is kind of irrelevant. What I read in this question isn't how do I tell my boyfriend? Because I think you know how to tell him, right? It's I don't want to be in an open relationship anymore. Like you're aware of that on your own. You didn't need us for that. What I read in this question is how do I tell my boyfriend I don't want to be in an open relationship anymore, but also preserve the relationship at the same time.
0: Right, I think of that's what's happening. Yes.
1: That's your fear that if you vocalize this to him, he might say, okay, well, this isn't for me and move
0: on. Yeah. And that's a huge fucking risk. But here's the thing.
1: At the end of the day... That is something you're going to have to come to terms with. Your boyfriend might need, might not be capable of being in a monogamous relationship for whatever re- reason that has nothing to do with you. I'm sure it's something in his past. It's something with his attachment styles. I'm sure it's something with, you know, he may, may not have seen successful relationships modeled, monogamous relationships modeled. For whatever reason, it's possible. I'm not saying it's... But, The truth, but it's possible that he is not in a space where he's capable of being in a monogamous relationship. And if you no longer want to be in an open relationship, you're going to have to voice that to him, but you're going to have to come from a place where you're ready to walk away if he doesn't want the same thing. Otherwise, you're just going to be playing games with each other. I mean, we joke like, yeah, you know, have a train ran on you and make him jealous, but that's not going to work. It's going to come off as insecure and immature. What you need to do is get to a place where you're so secure with yourself and what you want that you know that if you vocalize this to him and have a conscious, you know, conversation with him and just say like, you know, we did it for a while. It was great. I no longer want this. I do want monogamy, and truly be ready to walk away
0: if he doesn't want the same thing, which sucks. It sucks. I mean, a hundred percent. I did. I joke around about that, but I was in a similar situation with a guy, and it. You know, I'm not going to go into the, like the the details of the situation, but he wasn't ready to be exclusive. So we were dating, and I mean, I wanted to be exclusive with him. But I wasn't 100% there yet either. And I think if you've been signed up for an open relationship, maybe you haven't been ready either or you wouldn't sign up for something. So with all of that said, what I did was I went on dates with other guys. I mean, and I was pretty honest and open about it. I didn't hide it from him. But after a period of time, he really didn't like it. He was like, you know what? I know I was the one that originally said, let's sort of casually date but I don't like the idea of you hooking up and going out with guys and it's making me really jealous. And I I genuinely was not trying to play games. I was just like, look, I'm going to live my fucking life if we're not committed to each other. There's no point. So, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong if you want to keep him around and you don't want to completely let go to live your life and be open and honest with him about that. I think it's tough, though, when you're calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend, because we were not. We were just casually dating and then also going on dates with other people. So maybe it's taking the labels off of it to make you feel more comfortable. Yeah, I do think this is different for that exact reason. Like if you want,
1: you can take a step back and not be in a relationship and be casually seeing each other while you see other people. But at the end of the day, what I really, really, really want to hammer home in this question is that you are a unique, beautiful, amazing person. I'm sure. I don't know, but I I would imagine. I mean, you listen to this podcast, so at least you have really fucking good taste. (laughs) I want you to be so secure and so in love with yourself that you're just ready to walk away if this situation isn't serving you. And if I sound harsh, it's because I'm talking to myself. Because I know that I've been in a million situations where... I wasn't really happy with how things were going down, but I also didn't have high enough of self-worth to actually walk away from a situation. So I'd kind of like play games and be a little messy. So all I want from you is to be really fucking honest with yourself. And if what you want is a monogamous relationship with someone who will commit to you and this person cannot, then... I want you to be ready to walk away and trust that the universe will bring you the right person. Now, I do want to quickly address the actual conversation because we're kind of like dancing around that. I mean, just really fucking be open and honest and don't make it a huge thing. But just at some point when you're hanging out and things are chill and easy, be like, hey, listen, we've been having a lot of fun in this non-monogamy journey and... You know, it's been great, but I've been doing some evaluating and I think that maybe deep down, this isn't exactly what I want as much as, you know, I love you or care about you or have fun with you or wherever you are in the stage of your relationship. And, you know, I've enjoyed this dynamic so far. I know that going forward, I can't really continue it and then end it with a, what do you think?
0: I love that. That's perfect.
1: What do you do when a guy pulls in just as you pull away? A guy I was seeing told me he didn't want to be exclusive, so I started dating other people and then he did a 180. Tiffany, I know you have thoughts on this.
0: I almost have the same answer go fuck a bunch of people. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like she's doing it. It's, you know. (laughs) I think a lot of the times, guys. And and that's kind of what I was alluding to with the last question. Sometimes with people, we don't really know what we have until it's kind of gone. And I think men operate like that a lot more. I think that's why with women, we're always like, why does he want me when I don't want him anymore, right? Mm -hmm. It's because we stop Mm -hmm. doing a lot of shit. We stop being like on their dick we stop texting them we start doing their own th- our own thing and for men that's really attractive so you're kind of just living your truth right now and doing whatever you want to do and you probably are not as I'm just assuming here as like maybe obsessive or needy from him and men really love independence whether they admit it or not and now you're looking like a more attractive option I think what you have to be really careful with is he's he's not that type of guy that is going to keep playing this game with you that whenever you know what I mean there's there's that difference between a guy is like oh shit, like I had her and now I lost her and I want her. And a guy that is just attracted to the chase and the moment you go back in, he does the same fucking thing again and it turns into this pattern.
1: Yes, yes, I completely, completely agree.
0: So I think you just have to weigh the pros and cons. Like do you, and have honestly, like I know he was gonna say this and I'll just say you have to have the fucking conversation. I don't think you should shut the door on dating other people yeah. until you're a hundred percent sure he's fully in and it might be a slow progression into that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even think you really need to have any conversation
0: here. Oh, okay. I love right. not I talking. Mean, Like, what the fuck would you <laughs> talk about? It's like, okay, cool. I was thinking almost, you know, addressing it like, yeah. uh, Oh, you know, I thought, Because what was it that once he didn't want to be exclusive, now he now he does. I'm assuming he's she he's come up to her and does he
1: though? I don't I I didn't get that vibe when I read the question. I just it's more like he just is like now pulling more into Okay. I mean, if he wants to be exclusive and he's verbalizing that to you, then yes, absolutely have a conversation about it because I don't want you to then agree to be exclusive and then he gets bored again. Right. You know, so if that's the case, yes. But if he's just like showing you more attention and, you know, texting more and this and that because you pulled away, then fuck him. Yeah. You know what? Actually, you know what my actual advice is for this question? And it's going to sound fucking out there, but just just hear me out for one second. And I really, I mean, do what you want, baby girl, but I implore you to take my advice here. Pick up a hobby. And I don't mean that as an insult. I just want you to invest a tiny bit more in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of also dating other people, I want you to kind of date yourself. Like set an intention to do one solo activity per week that brings you joy. I just want you to really cultivate the relationship that you have with yourself.
0: I don't know why when you said solo activity, I was like (laughs) masturbating. I have to always take it to a sexual place (laughs) any solo activity that gives you joy and i instantly think just masturbate once a week and do that for yourself (laughs) but no i agree with hiva you know what else we need to find out why didn't he want to be exclusive like what was the reason i my guess is it was
1: too soon i don't know
0: i think we need to know the answer for that because It could be something that has also nothing to do with you, and it's maybe, I don't think this is probably it, but it could be a little bit of a coincidence, but I think you really need to find out why he didn't want to be exclusive. Men have so many different fucking excuses they come up with, and make sure that that issue is still not apparent.
1: Yeah. So, okay, to sum it up, here's what I would say. Number one, no matter what, start cultivating the relationship that you have with yourself the yes. most, because I'm gonna say this a million times over and over and over again: you were born alone, you're going to die alone.
0: The oh only God real- that got <laughs> dark on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Happy holidays, guys! You're dying alone. <laughs> I mean, you
1: are, though. Yes. Even if you're in the happiest no, relationship ever, you're probably going to die alone unless you and your partner <laughs> are, like, robbed in a store or, like, held up at gunpoint or in a terrorist attack. You're probably going to die Jesus alone. This is
0: crazy. <laughs> this is getting, unless you guys are in an attack together, you're dying alone. <laughs> My God. Okay, so okay. you're dying alone right. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> this is All such right. a positive episode. No, it's, I
1: mean it in the most positive way. No, I know. Way, I'm fucking with you. i yeah, fucking with you. Yes. But really, a tsunami is another option <laughs> yeah. of a way the two of you could
0: go out together. Unless you go out together, (laughs) you're dying alone, so fuck him.
1: The relationship that you have with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship in your life. And this honestly should be the number one advice to every single question here. Make sure to fucking cultivate that relationship that you have with yourself. So that's step number one. I'm being dead ass serious. Once a week, do something by yourself where you treat yourself like a date. Number two, if this guy didn't want to be exclusive before, but is now verbalizing that he wants to be exclusive, then have a conversation with him and find out why he didn't before and why he does now. Number three, if he hasn't actually verbalized that he now wants to be exclusive, but he's just like, you know giving more than just keep living your fucking yes. life until the moment that he says he wants to be exclusive at which point go back to step two and have that conversation
0: question number three i'm a recovering codependent and i've come to realize that a lot of my friends are built around me making myself small i realized i had these tendencies with two of my friends and as i started to stand my ground they started to ice me out do you have any advice or encouraging words? They sound like bitches. Fuck them. Fuck them. I have actually had a situation that's almost
1: identical. Like my two best, best, best friends in law school. It was our little trio. We were always together. And I was super codependent in this friendship. In fact, I remember one time... Uh, not even one time, a million times over, one of the two other girls would have some kind of crisis and me and the other girl would literally have to drop everything in our lives to like show up for her. I stopped being friends with other people because I thought it might trigger them. Like, oh God. Yeah. Like I bent over backwards for these two girls and then law school finished. We're still really good friends. I got out of a relationship and it was a very triggering breakup for me. I mean, as all of my breakups are, but yeah. (laughs) When I went through that breakup, and I mean, they really weren't there for me at all. And I was in this process of working on myself and growing. And I realized, what the fuck am I doing? Like this is the only time in the four years that we've been friends that I've ever needed anything out of these two bitches. And they can't fucking send a text and be like, yo, are you okay? I instantly pulled away and I will tell you out of all of the breakups that I've had in my life, that was by far the hardest. And part of what made it really fucking hard was that the two of them were still friends. So I knew that they're sitting around talking about me and I'm sure that's something that's really weighing on you. It's the fact that the two of them iced you out. You know that they're, you know, just living their best lives without you and like, may or may not be talking about you and I just want to say I completely feel where you are like I have so much sympathy I totally feel it I totally understand it and all I can say is better is coming in for you
0: or find because when you're friends with someone you know everyone they dislike right I'm sure there is a girl that these bitches fucking hate. You go and become best friends with this bitch. Like, I'm talking posting selfies all the time. Like, you guys are like besties. And the foundation of that friendship is going to be built off hating these two girls. But that's okay, right? No foundation's perfect. And so when those two bitches are talking shit about you, guess what, you two are talking shit about them. So it doesn't matter, it all evens the fuck out. (laughs) You know what, I've always had this mindset, and we talked a lot about friendships last episode. I think I do turn to my friends in times of need, but there is like a lot of times I don't. And it really comes down to the fact that I've always thought this, is that no one is going to be there for me the way I can be there for myself even if yes. i'm right even if i'm in so much pain I just know that no one is going to give me whatever the fuck I need in that moment the way I can give it to myself. So if it's a breakup, I like to actually not turn to my friends all the time and just cry in my room by myself because that's more soothing. Because there's also nothing that they can say or do that's going to make me feel better. So what the fuck is the point anyways? And I think that would be my advice is like, don't put so much weight on friendships or just other people in general because everyone's going to let you down. I know that's since we're going to be negative in some way, but everyone's going to hurt you. Everyone's going to let you down and you may hurt yourself and you are going to let yourself down too, but like you will always be there for yourself no matter what because you have to. You have no fucking choice. (laughs) I just want to highlight The reason that Tiffany has
1: successful relationships (laughs) in her life is because of this exact mindset, because her relationship with herself is number one, because she doesn't depend on other people, because she doesn't need other people, because she's so fucking secure in herself (laughs)
0: The face you're making. God, I'm like, I feel so good about myself. I mean, this is not true, but I'll fucking take it. To some degree, it's true. But thank you, Hiva. That's very nice. No, it is true. It's
1: really fucking true.
0: And this is this is what I was
1: trying to hammer home last question or whatever it was when I said you're gonna you're born alone, you're gonna die alone. This is exactly what I'm getting at. No one is gonna be a better friend to you than you are. One thousand percent. That being said, though, I think there is so much importance in community, and I'm really sorry that you're going through this. I really, really empathize with you. I understand that it's hard, but what I want you to have true faith in is that you're going to call in a more like-minded community. Hi, girls. Love your podcast and all of your dating advice, but it seems to be largely geared towards normal dating conditions. Could you speak to dating during COVID slash quarantine?
0: Well, Hiva, you've dated like half of New York City during COVID. so (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) No denial. She's like, yes, I
1: have. So this is what I've done. I have been doing a lot of dating during times when rates have been pretty low in New York and a lot of it had started during the summer when there was just a fuck ton of outdoor things to do and then indoor dining opened and now we're kind of a little bit gearing more towards quarantine so things are changing my behavior is changing. I would say a good first step is to, if you're matching with people, do a FaceTime screener date so that you can kind of weed out people that wouldn't be worth your while to even meet up with.
0: But I feel like it's probably always best if you're FaceTiming to be doing something while you're FaceTiming. Yeah, have an activity. Maybe like play a drinking game. (laughs) Because if you're just sitting there staring at each other, I imagine that's incredibly fucking awkward.
1: Yeah, get a ring light. Prop it up on your table, maybe pull out a deck of cards you guys can, or there's virtual games that you can play. There's fun ways to do this to even see if this person is worth meeting up with. If you do want to meet up, you know, things are changing daily and by region. So I don't know what the circumstances are going to be when this episode comes out. But definitely refer to CDC and your own state guidelines to see you know, what's open, what's happening. Is there outdoor seating at bars and restaurants? Is there maybe indoor reduced capacity seating? Is there neither of those things? Are you back in full quarantine? I don't know what the circumstances are going to be. But even in the winter, there's good outdoor options. Go for a hike, go for a walk, play a sport outside. I recently had a date playing basketball and I'm the least athletic person in the world and it was really fucking fun
0: I don't think there's also anything wrong with asking him what his whole like lifestyle has been during this time who is he had contact with I mean his job could really affect that is he working from home is he working in a hospital like what I don't I really don't think if you guys are meeting up in person to feel weird about asking him his lifestyle situation and being cautious
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, if you are going on dates with people, you might have to make other accommodations in your life. Like you might not be able to go see your family.
0: I have a friend that's been dating a lot during this time and she always does a first time FaceTime date. And I think that's so So good. And honestly, I feel like we should just stick to doing that because it's so exhausting, like getting ready and going and meeting up with someone like let's always just do a FaceTime to see if there is a vibe there. And then if you like him, you know, then run the risk of seeing him.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite dating coaches, Caitlin I'll link her in the show notes, has been recommending this since well before COVID came out. She's always been saying this, do a FaceTime screener
0: date. Yeah. And also it's so easy to get tested and get your test results back. I mean, it can probably take maybe just like a few days and typically you schedule a date a few days in advance. If you two really want to see each other and you want to just be extra, extra cautious, then just go get tested and then before you go on the fucking date. Like, I, I it's not that difficult if you want to make it work. And one thing I'll
1: add is I think this is a fine time to not be dating. I mean, I... I'm considering going into a little bit of a non dating mode for a little while. Hiva,
0: you can't do that. We have a podcast about your know, dating right? life. That's I a ridiculous know, right? statement. Hiva is lying. She's full of shit. She is gonna listen. To- I'm not saying I was
1: gonna get <laughs> off the apps. I was just maybe not gonna go out. I don't know. Hiva, we'll, well, I don't see. See. We'll care what the fuck unfold. the
0: CDC says. You are not following those guidelines. <laughs> I don't care if we shut down again your ass is out there I'm like her pimp essentially and really the last
1: thing on this the end is so near in sight you know we have vaccines rolling out so if you just want to take like the next couple of months to do self-work and be like fuck dating I think that's a beautiful choice too
0: Okay. So next question. I've been dating a guy for a month and a half and he checked himself into an institution for a depression. I'm not sure where we stand and if we should continue dating. I think what's a really good sign is he's seeking help. Like that's such a positive. There is nothing that I
1: admire more in a human being than someone who sees that there's something off whether it be mental health issues, drug issues whatever it is that they recognize this and they choose to make a change that is someone that you want in your life
0: is right now the best time to be in his life and vice versa I would say no and I'm I, I don't say this because he's struggling with depression. I just think if anyone is in a headspace, where they're not looking out for themselves and they don't feel good about themselves, it's really, really difficult to start off a healthy, stable relationship. Now, obviously, you don't have to be fucking perfect to be in a relationship by any means. But if you're in a place where you're having to, I think, check yourself in or something to that extreme, I really don't think he's ready for a relationship. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you saying, hey, look, I want the best for you. I want you to be in a better place mentally. And I want you to focus on that. And this relationship should not be a priority. And putting the brakes, putting everything on pause until he's feeling somewhat better. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. None of us are. And then exploring what could be between you guys. I agree. And
1: also, you've known this person for a month and a half. It's not fair to you to have to put your entire life on hold to be supporting him. You need to be living your life at the same time. And that doesn't mean that the door is fully closed in the future, I would take a step back. Focus on yourself and what you need right now. Why am I uncomfortable with a consistently healthy relationship? I find myself getting bored and I'm not sure if I'm just not into them or if I'm used to having topsy-turvy relationships. Well, this goes back to Hiva's favorite thing. Attachment theory. (laughs) We're going to do a full-blown episode on this soon, but that's 1,000% what this comes back to. I'm willing to guarantee that at some point in your childhood, you were modeled in consistency and associated that with love. Now, I'm not saying that that you could have come from the most healthy, stable background. I don't know. But at some point, that's something that you saw and your child brain associated it with love. So maybe you did have, you know parents that fought a lot or uh, there was a lot of fighting in your household or something. Maybe you came from divorce, maybe your parents were very happily married, but they were really busy and maybe couldn't give you all of the attention that you wanted. Or maybe like me, you came from parents who were married to each other, truly not too busy for you, But because of cultural and societal barriers, you weren't able to be fully open and honest with your parents. And so you and yourself created a habit of inconsistency where love was kind of conditional and not fully free and open and honest. Whatever it is, there's something in your programming that has associated Inconsistency with excitement and love and stability is boring to you. And that's why you have this subconscious habit of seeking out relationships that are inconsistent with people who can't fully meet your needs. And then when you meet someone who is very secure and easy, it just feels boring and you get bored.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a huge issue right now with our generation. I think there's a few things that it's rooted in. But I feel like everyone gets bored really easily now. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's because we have access to so much. I mean, you can get on a dating app and see hundreds and thousands of people that are options to date. And I think because there's so many options, I think also because we're so used to getting everything so quickly. Everyone I talk to that's single is like, I'm bored. I get bored. I'm over it. And... I think a lot of it's the way we're being conditioned with everything around us. I don't think you're the only one feeling this. I think a lot of people are.
1: You know, we find that when people have more options, they not only have a harder time making a decision, but they're also less satisfied with their choice, which is so counterintuitive. Like, Think about when you go on vacation and you don't obviously, you probably don't have your whole wardrobe with you. You generally have an easier time getting dressed than when you're at home and you have your whole wardrobe at your disposal.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm always in monogamous relationships and I feel like I'm the opposite. I get bored when I'm single as opposed to when I'm committed. I love... I love being in a relationship. I think that's why I'm always in one because I enjoy having someone there for me. I enjoy having someone I can depend on. I enjoy having a partner. And there's been times in my life where those are not things that I wanted And I think another thing we do as women is we think we have to meet someone and we have to be stable and we have to be in this relationship and you don't. It's okay if you're bored and you just want to kind of fuck around and have fun until you meet someone that you're super into. And if you're not super into them, it's okay to go on to the next. Like don't, Almost pressure yourself into wanting something. When you reach Mm -hmm. a point where you want something, where you want something consistent and stable and a partner, then make that conscious effort and realize there are going to be bouts of boredom. I mean, especially in a long-term relationship, it's not always going to be thrilling, but there is a different kind of comfort in that. But until that time... It's completely fine to just have fun. Like don't guilt your guilt trip yourself into stability. So, the next one do you have any tips for how to incorporate sexy lingerie into sex slash dating life? Are people wearing things under their clothes on dates? Are they changing really fast in the bathroom? How do I do it? I'm newly single and these are things I've never learned. Um, oh my God. I love lingerie. Yeah, I love this question. I fucking love lingerie. I already sort of dress on a day-to-day basis in lingerie just when I go out. <laughs> Like I look like a prostitute. So for me, I'm like, how do you incorporate it into your wardrobe? It is my wardrobe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Tiffany
1: just wears lingerie. She
0: she's just parading the streets yeah. in G strings and garter belts and thigh-eye stockings. So. I think the biggest thing is I love a bodysuit. Mm. Like I love mm. a sexy lingerie bodysuit. And to me, it's the easiest item to incorporate into your day-to-day wardrobe because you can wear it under anything you can wear it under a blazer you can wear it underneath like a thin sheer sweater you can wear it underneath a jacket I mean literally under anything a bodysuit works
1: and I really love other lingerie like I personally love a garter belt and thigh high situation I think it's so fucking sexy uh I will say that one of the hardest things that I've had to do in my life (laughs) is attach a garter
0: belt onto thigh highs. It's so difficult. It's so difficult. And also you can't wear that under every dress and skirt. It can't be too, the dress can't be too tight and thin. And so
1: I would not recommend trying to do that really quickly in the bathroom what I would recommend is putting it on before and attaching the garter belt straps onto the thigh highs and latching them on. And then you can always take the whole thing off and have it ready to go to throw back on.
0: I always think if you're buying lingerie, go for the simpler pieces because mm. I notice I wear those a lot more and they're a lot easier to incorporate in your everyday wardrobe. The stuff that's like fucking leather and chains and shit, like, <laughs> I, n- not that I really have anything like that. I'm like really calling myself out here. But the stuff that's like more, you know, extravagant, I rarely, if ever, wear. And I would really invest in sort of, black or like nude and maybe red like the stuff that I have that's hot pink I very rarely wear I have
1: one thing that's like a pale pink like a blush kind of color that's the only thing I have everything else is black also I've pretty much never worn lingerie for a guy because I can't just sell a bit for life over here but I do have a fucked
0: on a beautiful lingerie ready to roll when I meet a guy <laughs> You know, anything that you have that's almost really conservative. Like, I love wearing something sexy under a cardigan because it's just also you don't expect it coming. As long as it peaks a little bit, that's good enough. I I think the hottest thing
1: is a really sexy bra, thong, garter belt, thigh highs underneath a pencil skirt and a button-down shirt. So hot.
0: And I will even say, there's been plenty of times where... I've been hooking up with a guy. Granted, I was either I was like staying with them, so it's a little different. But I've been like, "Hey, give me a second. I have a surprise for you." And I've ran to the other room, changed really quickly, and came out wearing something sexy. So if they're at your place or you're bringing like an overnight back to their place, and you you don't want to wear it all night, just stick it in your bag. Be like a few drinks in. Just be like, I need two seconds. I have a surprise. No guy is going to be disappointed by that. I guarantee. I don't know when you're having sex for the first time. The person that, not you, Eva, but like the person <laughs> that asked this question. But I don't think there's anything wrong, especially if you're newly single, to fucking whip that shit out early on. Like just to feel yeah. good about yourself. Yeah. If you just went through a massive breakup. Like I think when you go through a massive breakup, you should be walking around literally half naked. Yes. Whatever makes you feel best about yourself. Do not be shy with that shit. I think that's my message overall to any woman that's listening to this, especially if you are just going through something difficult. Wear that fucking shit and own it. Like if I just went through a really big breakup, I'm going to be going on dates and the waiter is going to be like, ma'am, can you please take your labia off the table? Like that's... I'm sorry, I have to bring up my vagina again, but that's the level of fucking extreme I'm taking it. And Tiva, I think next time you, and I want an update on this, I think next time you are hooking up with a guy for like, I'll say third. The third time you have sex, I think you need to take out the lingerie.
1: Listen, I'm just trying to get to time number one over here, okay?
0: <laughs> I want you to whip out that laundry that's gathering
1: dust. I, I'll i whip it out sooner than that. I'm just trying to get to the first time I'm trying to hook up with someone, okay? That's.
0: He <laughs> was like FaceTiming dating, and she's like decked out in like whips and chains and leather, and like. <laughs> her... I have like a collar on, a leash on <laughs> myself. <laughs> crawling
1: around the floor. He's like, I don't know what the (laughs) fuck is going on here. I do have a quick update. The number one DM that I get these days is about garlic... In vaginas. Jesus. I on the daily am receiving DMs from you guys telling me about your own experiences
0: with garlic and Wait, vaginas. Wait, other people have put garlic up their vaginas. Yes. It's not just you. No, it's oh not just God. me. And I have a very important update
1: here. Apparently, you can use a needle and some thread and put some no, string no, I am through not. the garlic. No.
0: So that you can
1: pull it back out. All I'm going to say is I'm not recommending that you do this. In fact, I think you should just not put garlic in your... Let's not put garlic in our vaginas. Let's not put icy hot in our vaginas. Let's just, like, stop putting things in our vaginas. Only dicks from here on out. (laughs) Truly, I think if you are going to put anything in your vagina... I think a good rule of thumb from here on out should be that it should be tethered to the outside world. (laughs) So whether it's a penis that's attached to a man or like a dildo or a vibrator that you or someone else is holding on to, or I guess if need be, and again, I don't recommend this, but if you are going to put garlic in there, having it attached to a piece of string, whatever it is. It should only go in your (laughs) vagina if it's firmly attached to the outside world.
0: The fact that that's something we need to say on this podcast is so fucking disturbing. The fact that we're like, don't put anything in your vagina that isn't tethered to something else just tells you how wrong. I mean, we're in the alternative health category, and this is truly alternative health. I mean, I honestly,
1: on the daily worry that we're going to get kicked out of our category.
0: (laughs) Someone's going to listen to this podcast and be like, this is just alternative. There is nothing healthy about this.
1: (laughs) Is there like an
0: unwell category that we can join,
1: baby? (laughs) Um, Also, if you don't know about the garlic story, go back to episode seven. Beautiful. It's lovely. It's great. It will make you lose your appetite.
0: And do we have a uh, giveaway, Hiva, this week? Oh, you know what we could do for the giveaway since it is Christmas? You know how they have like 12 days of Christmas and they give away like a package deal? We could take all the giveaways that we've had up until now. (gasps) The jar. The the garlicky yeast the scarf story the donkey noises (laughs) this is really a once in a lifetime (laughs) opportunity for you to get 10 episodes worth of giveaways by just submitting to this one giveaway
1: yes don't sleep on this guys (laughs) I've been studying my
0: donkey noises I and mean, if that doesn't make you wet, I don't know what the fuck will. <laughs> Honestly, you guys, ever since we announced this, you know, Ellen DeGeneres' 12 days of giveaways have actually been put on hold because they're like, I <laughs> they can't compete. Oprah's list of gifts for this Christmas on hold. <laughs> it's all on hold, you guys. This is on everyone's wish list this Christmas, and you could win it to
1: enter screenshot this episode put it in your stories
0: tag at blush pod (laughs) i'm low-key kind of jealous of the winner like what what a new year you're gonna have with all these with all these gifts these luscious gifts i mean a voice memo of us
1: making donkey noises that is gold you could sell that i don't know who would buy
0: it but (laughs) you could sell it So Merry Christmas. We love you guys. Have a wonderful holiday. Stay safe. Merry Christmas, guys.